Hey, 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 we're hitting the books in this episode. Hey, hey, hey. So, the first book review, Unoffendable by Ryan Leak. I'm about to give you the nitty gritty on this. Tune in. All right, so if you have access to my Amazon wish list, you can kind of thank the Bible app because they've had so many speakers and pastors and teachers who have done just awesome jobs at sharing the verse of the day or having really good Bible plans. And then I look them up and I'm like, oh, they have books. And so now their books are on my book list. So thank you, Bible app, for that. Um, But First off, um, I got a gift, many books for Christmas, and one in particular was Unoffendable by Ryan Leak, thanks to my awesome mother-in-law. And so um, it was a good read. It, it, it read pretty fast. So if you don't feel like you can read a, a whole lot, like if, if, if longer books maybe are a struggle for you, I would definitely recommend this book. Um, it's about 134 pages or 140 ish, I think, but it reads more like it's about a hundred, about a hundred pages. And so it was just a fun read. Um, hearing him speak on the Bible app has been good. It just seems very genuine and wholesome. Um, and I can honestly say with the forward of the book, so that's typically at the beginning of the book before the book starts, usually people get someone who, who kind of is, is is pretty famous if they can get them um, someone who probably has a bestseller themselves to kind of write their foreword um, because obviously that that looks good for them. But um, in this case, Ryan actually chose to get a friend of his to write his foreword, um, not because I don't think he couldn't have got a, a, a quote unquote big name, but because he said, I really want someone who knows me to attest to whether or not I'm putting into practice what I'm telling you to do. And so that was really cool and um, unique and different. And I just thought that that was a great way to set the tone of really making sure that he really is transparent when it comes to his writing. And by doing that, um, that just set the bar for me, honestly. Now, so as far as the book's actual content, um, most of the book probably was, I'd, I'd say, you know, things that you probably know you should put into practice, but things that we don't necessarily do. So it was a really practical read more than anything. And to be honest, I feel like the format of the book um, was really simple, but I feel like it was simple because of the practicality of it. So um, and what I mean by that is the, the spacing was probably more double space and probably a bigger font than if you read. Um, other books, but that's the beauty in it being a person's book. They can make it whatever they want to be. But to me, that just lend it to uh, the simplicity that I think he wanted the book to be. Um, there were tons of quotes that I enjoyed. Um, I think the 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 most important or, or the thing that I reflected most on was this idea of phantom discouragement. So to start off, in short. The, the book is about how can we be less offended by what people say and do, or better yet, how can we be less offended by what people don't say or don't do that we believe they should have done? And so that's that's actually a bigger question to me, probably than the former one. 
And so this idea of phantom discouragement happens when you see someone else who's being complimented for something you consistently do. So no one said anything negative to you or about you, but they don't acknowledge what you consistently do. And as Ryan put it, phantom discouragement will put a negative spin and filter on everything positive around us that is not about us. And so after this epiphany, he goes, well, this was an epiphany for me. He goes into the story of Saul and David. And so if you read your Bible uh, or just know anything about Saul and David, um, Saul was the first king of Israel and he was selected like he was. The Bible pretty much says he was head and shoulders above everyone else. And he was like beautiful, like he was a good looking man. And so he was like the ideal as far as appearances for a king. And at a point, you know, he really seemed to have a heart to do God's will or it, it looked like he did. And so David comes around. And David, you know, he's kind of he's a handsome kind of ruddy guy, um, but Saul is really jealous. And so um, one day they, they're in the town and the women are singing. I think it's like David killed ten thousands, Saul thousands. And so Saul gets upset and is like, are they really attributing me like with only a thousand and David with with tens of thousands? And so I I love this because I never thought about it this way. But quoting Ryan, he said, Saul lost sight of who he was and set his sights on who he has, who he needed to be better than. He lost sight of who he was and set his sight on who he needed to be better than. When praises for David were all he focused on around him, criticism was all he heard inside of him. Along the way, he lost sight of the fact that he was chosen, that he didn't need to be offended by people praising David because he actually was still getting praise for killing thousands, but he lost sight of that. And his focus became on being better than David instead of just being his best self and being the king that God selected for Israel. So we all get like Saul at a point, And that's that's what resonated with me. Like sometimes we we all get to that point. We we see someone getting recognition for something we consistently do. And it feels like a slap in our face. And that's what Ryan would say is phantom discouragement. No one's saying you did a bad job. By acknowledging someone else's work. And yeah, it does hurt because sometimes it feels like consistency doesn't get recognition. But as a Christian, God will recognize you. That's the beauty. God always sees what you're doing. And we should be encouraged by that. And so I know, quote unquote, good reviews are supposed to have pretty much pros, maybe some cons about books. But since these are my reviews, um... I don't have to do that if I don't want to. So I won't call it a con or anything like that. Actually, I know how hard it is to write a book. And so I just want to summarize books. And if you are interested in it, hopefully pique your interest to read the book. So I'll just say it's food for thought, which I already mentioned anyway, the formatting formatting of the book. So if you like a longer read, then this book, like I said, reads shorter. So if you just want something longer then I would recommend um, maybe reading Chasing Failure. It's a little bit longer as well, but read the book anyway. I mean, if you prefer a longer book, but it's too short, well, that really doesn't matter. You can go ahead and read the book. Um, and I would say, like, again, the spacing of it is just different. Like, so I don't know, for people who are avid readers, 
you kind of know what I mean as far as the adjustment on your eyes when it comes to reading maybe certain fonts or getting used to certain spacing based on what you're used to reading. But that's food for thought. I mean, read it. I recommend it. It was, it was a fun book to start off my year with and um, a good reminder for me. Um, and it, I wouldn't say it's overly like it's not overly theological or philosophical. And I don't think that he, Ryan Leak wanted it to be. I think he he really wanted the book itself to be food for thought. And the overarching question really is, how do we become less offended? And in today's council culture, I mean, this question has a much needed answer. So in the end, we, we should really be able to celebrate the accomplishments of others with the knowledge that it doesn't take anything away from our own accomplishments. We should address the root of our offense more than the offender, whether intentionally or not. Um, and lastly, we should understand that being offended is really just a part of life. It's how we respond to the offense that makes us more Christ-like. And in the end, Ryan actually, I think, has seven points that he summarizes that go along with what I just said as well um, as steps towards being unoffendable. And he doesn't pretend that he's perfect and that he's completely unoffended all the time. He's just saying, hey, this might be helpful to you as it has been helpful to me along the way. So I will close with Ryan's quote and recommend the book. Hey, I'll send you a copy if you're really that interested and we can talk about it together. But I'll close with this. Being unoffendable doesn't mean you don't get offended. It means you choose to not stay offended. So might I encourage you today along with Ryan Leak? You'll get offended, but choose not to stay offended. Until next time.